Hey everybody, it's uh, Greg, Detroit's Love Guru, uh, coming to you live every Wednesday at noon. Here we go. Going to be talking about sex after 35. Maybe I could do after 40, whatever, right? And it's funny how Mother Nature, whoever you want to call it, karma, whatever, flips a script on maybe the differences or some of them between, you know, men, women, biological uh, aspects, biological clocks, estrogen levels, testosterone levels. We're going to get into this uh, right after this. So pay attention. Don't go anywhere, people, on the Art of Relationship Show. everybody and we're back with the art of relationship show now for those people 35 and over uh you might be experiencing these situations right now right and we're going to be talking about i'm going to try to break it up into men into women and as people know i don't get into a lot of gender stereotypes that much at all (laughs) and then i'm going to go into maybe some tips about what you can do about it how you can connect and still have a vibrant engaging, connecting sex life, okay? And it's sort of ironic how, you know, men, when we're younger, right, late teens, early 20s, whatever, right, we're ready to go when the wind blows, right? We're hard as a rock. We want to go, you know, hump like rabbits type of stuff, right? And I'm not saying, you know, girls, women aren't like that as well, but it's sort of ironic how, you know, as we age, as we get older, um, and we say 35 on on up that men sort of die down on average in their maybe their sexual appetite if you will and the women tend to increase their sexual appetite and there's a lot of complaints a lot of uh, issues I deal with uh, with couples in this age category 35 and above and looking at you know how a lot of women, their sexual desire, man, just goes through the roof and they love it. And the men are like, damn, where the hell was this 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago? You know, those type of situations. And the men are tired, lack of energy. They, you know, also the women feel like, hey, what's wrong with you? You don't find me attracted, desiring. And the men are just stressed or, you know, maybe testosterone levels have dropped. And they drop significantly from, on average, 35 and above, it decreases more and more with us men on average, okay? So looking at those elements to be able to look at, okay, where do we go from here and what do we do with this? And it's like, man, the men are tired. And, you know, let's hit on the medical aspects with men first as far as their changes. You know, everybody hears about testosterone levels dropping for men. That is very, very true, right? When men hit 30, uh, testosterone levels tend to drop, believe it or not, 10%. 35, it tends to drop even more and more on average, okay? So we want to look at these elements to where, you know, what happens biologically, what happens, um, you know, realistically on a medical aspect and what men can do about those aspects, okay? So when men's maybe sexual drive on average tends to go down the toilet, if you will, you know, we have to look at life attributes. And this goes for either gender, any gender as well, okay? And to be able to looking at 
um, you know, testosterone levels. Let's hit on the medical aspects, right? They drop, right? Maybe we start having more health issues that kills our sex drive. Maybe diabetes uh, kicks up. Hey, Amanda, I appreciate you uh, tuning in again. Um, so, you know, maybe blood pressure is increasing as we age. I mentioned diabetes. Maybe weight issues tend to be an issue. Thyroid issues, they can affect, you know, like I said, it's not just a weight aspect. And I mentioned this on numerous episodes before that the thyroid messes with almost every body function. It, you know, definitely our libido, our sex desire, right? Our mood, our energy levels, our sleep patterns, those type of aspects. So we're looking at, you know, those elements to where, you know, the medical complications about what happens with men when maybe our sex drive sort of goes down the toilet um, or decreases significantly. Again, this is on average. It's not every man. There's men out there, I'm 70 years old and I want to have sex every day. I get that, which is awesome for you. But these are averages. Not every man, not every woman as as well. Now, let's face it. When we get older as well, we have more responsibility, right? Remember when you were a teenager? Man, we, we couldn't wait to be an adult. More like, what the hell were we thinking, right? <laughs> and looking at those elements to where, you know, now we have a lot more bills. Uh, maybe you have more responsibilities. You know, you're working and trying to balance everything. Now, you might have kids out there and you're trying to let's face it, afford everything, the stresses of financial burdens, um, uh, parenting, dealing with the kids, about trying to balance, you know, not only, you know, work-life balance, but, you know, a relationship, a marriage, if you're in that situation, balancing one, two, three, five kids, whatever you have, and it's tiring, it's exhausting, and you're wondering where all your energy goes, and again, this goes for women too, it's not just men, of course, um, and, Men sort of withdraw and pull away and, you know, with the stresses and they don't talk about it. I'm supposed to be the man, so I don't deal with it. And you're wondering uh, what happens when your lady maybe wants to have sex and wants to desire and, you know, they're more um, open to sex now than they were when they were younger. They have more of a grasp, more balance. Maybe they're more uh, freer sexually because they're more confident in themselves, whatever, right? When women have kids, maybe all their, you know, body image and modesty goes out the window. So they're like, who care? I'm going to start enjoying and loving sex, whatever. And the guy's like, you know, exhausted for a bunch of issues. Okay. So we have to look at, you know, these elements that changes with sex life over 35. Another aspect getting back on the men aspect, there might be in, this is sort of rare at 35, but it increases uh, with men having um, erectile disappointment. I know a lot of people look at dysfunction. I hate that word, um, disappointment. We can say that, right? And, you know, erectile issues. And like I said, they could be medical aspects, you know, as we increase with age. I already mentioned diabetes, high blood pressure. Maybe we're on blood pressure medication, that type of aspect. Maybe the blood circulation or other medical aspects are going on. And I always advise people to see, you know, medical professionals to get these issues checked out. Definitely for men and for women, big time. And we all know, right, a lot of women do not, or I'm sorry, a lot of men, right? They don't want to see a doctor. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, yesterday. We met up talking about some other projects and 
uh, talk with God. I haven't been to a doctor in 30 years, Greg. I'm like, really? For real? <laughs> you know, and he's in his mid-50s. And he finally went or is going to go schedule an appointment. Now, it tends to be a big issue for men about doctors. I'm a man. Nothing's wrong with me. Suck it up, right? That type of situation. We need to be able to get it checked out. And I know it's embarrassing for a lot of us men. But go, because it can be maybe not a quick fix, maybe a simple fix that we get, you know, our health in check, our blood pressure, or maybe if you have diabetes or, you know, go see a urologist that might have, if you have, you know, erectile challenges, erectile disappointments to be able to go on this. And this happens with age. So you look at, you know, 35 and above, and these chances for these issues to occur increase with age. It's just the way it is, and I want people to, you know, especially men, to look at this. Are you still exercising? That can help. Are you watching your eating habits? Are you, you know, managing your stress levels? Um, And it's hard. Let's face it, trying to balance work and kids and being married, a relationship, it's a lot of work. It's not easy. But you have to look at these aspects. When it comes to sex after 35, are you still, you know, is it an emotional disconnect that's creating the sexual maybe decline with men over 35? Is it that you feel like you're being nagged on, being, you know, ripped apart, being criticized, that you're not emotionally connected? And I, you have to look at these elements, okay? And to be honest with you, men... Um, they tend to hit on the emotional elements even more so as we increase with age. You know, if we feel like we're not important, that we feel like we're just a paycheck, we feel like we're taken for granted. Sounds familiar, right, ladies? Very, very similar. So we start withdrawing from sex and the women are like, oh, I just yelled at you, degrade you, but yet you don't, you know, you still should have sex with me, you know, right when I want to. And the men are like, what? You know, so sex for men, and it tends to be, we tend to be more mostly connected as we age as well. So this tends to be a huge issue and a huge change when it comes to men and maybe the decline for sexual um, appetite, if you will, or their sexual desire. You have to look at medical aspect and of course looking at, you know, the emotional connection, what's going on in the relationship Is it stress? Is it exhaustion? Is it tired? These are real aspects, but then you have to look at, you know, what are we doing to make our sex life important again, to make it fulfilling and enduring for not only us, but for our female partners, if we're in a heterosexual relationship, right? It's important for a lot of people, right? And it's, you know, women say it's not important for them. I'm going to tell you, I hear from a lot of women, more women than not, and I'm talking probably 85 to 90% of women that their sex life is important for them as well, believe it or not. So it's, it's crucial. So looking at these aspects with men, um, check out, you know, medical aspects. If what's going on, testosterone levels, your blood pressure can create a lot of issues. Diabetes. I already went down through the list. Okay. Prostate issues, bladder issues, um, you, I want you to be able to get it checked out. And if it all medical is fine, you also can throw in, you know, is depression an issue? Is diabetes an issue? And again, it's not a right or wrong, but it's looking at, you know, what is happening and what is going on with uh, those situations, okay? So going after the women aspect, okay? 
And like I said, it's ironic how many women tend to increase their sexual desire, their sexual appetite. Again, just like men, not all. And it's like I, I tell people, you know, the universe, mother nature, whatever you want to say, does a rotten trick on us, right? Men's desire goes as we owe, as we get older, as we age, and women's sexual desire and appetite, you know, increases in a lot of women, not all. And it's like, man, this ain't fair. Why can't we do this all on the same page, right? <laughs> and it's like, man, this ain't fair, not at all. So just like men, with females, with your increasing, you know, your sexual appetite and desire, I'm like, woohoo, awesome, right? And there tends to be maybe a a switch that goes off, let's face it, with a lot of women, that their sexual desire might um, decrease. And let's face it, right, when you're premenopausal or menopausal or postmenopausal, we have to look at the medical aspects as well if it is the sexual um, medical aspects that is creating um issues, right? There's three estrogen issue, uh, three estrogen levels in women, two testosterone levels in men. And a lot of women don't know this and about getting them checked, right? Again, the medical issues, just like men, right? Is there diabetes? Is there thyroid issues? Is there um, other hormonal aspects going on, pituitary gland uh, aspects as well? And a lot of people don't realize this, but these are issues that can be creating desire issues. Now, for women, you know, are you more open? Are you more apt to want to be more exploratory, more adventurous sexually? And you're like, I don't care what I look like anymore. I want to have sex. I love it. I want to be fulfilled. And like I mentioned at the beginning, that women, you know, if you have kids or given child birth, you know, your modesty goes out the window. Maybe, you know, your female OB yearly checkups, whatever, maybe breast exams, maybe, you know, mammograms, that type of issue. Women, you know, they sort of mature and emotionally get more comfortable with themselves because their modesty goes out the window. So therefore, man, I'm going to enjoy sex. And I love, I love women being sexually confident and owning their sexuality and going after. And again, you know, as women, they might in their thirties, forties, even fifties, right? They want a healthy sex life. And what happens is, you know, the men, the decrease that. And they're like, what the hell happened, right? It's not fair. We have to look at the biological components. And of course, the environmental social aspects, you know, work-life stress, the kids balancing, financial stress, maybe, you know, as we age as well, you know, looking at maybe you're caring for a loved one, a mother, a father, a sick relative now, a grandparent, and all these stresses. And let's face it, we don't have the time to relax and I tell people all the time, if we do not make time to have our sex life our priority, the kids, the world, relatives, work, everything else is going to take that time away from us. So we need to make our sex life a priority. So, um, you know, with women, I'm going to touch on that as you age, as you, a lot of women know that are premenopausal in full-blown menopause or postmenopause, there's biological aspects that can come out and, you know, the thinning of the vaginal lining, the wall, where it's, it can make sex painful. Uh, women might not be able to become as wet and secrete, you know, lubricant as when they were younger as well. So you might have to increase the use of lubrication, you know, sex-safe lubricants, okay? 
to be able to maybe enjoy sex more where you become what? And it's not like a, a desire aspect. It just could be a biological aspect that we, you know, women have no control over. And there are some things again with women, I want you to get checked out by a very sex positive OB. Um, and a lot of people, believe it or not, even though they're OBs out there throughout the country, they're not very trained. They're not very knowledgeable about the sexual functioning, the pelvic floor muscles, that type of aspect, the skeins gland and all these aspects that come into the play with the sexual, um, you know, chemistry and biology of, I shouldn't say chemical, it is chemical, but, you know, biologically act aspects of sex and females, especially the thinning of the lining. Maybe there's, um, with women having, you know, vaginal births, that there could be scar tissue from, you know, babies and they come out with fingernails and they, it's sort of, you know, they might scrape the vaginal linings. I don't want to make women, you know, upset or, oh my God, I'm never giving birth to a kid. I'm not having kids. Um, but this is the reality, right? So when you're looking at these elements in with age and everything that cross uh, creates these elements, sex over 35, you know, it can go down the toilet, right? The desire, the energy level, oh, I'm too tired. Let's just do it and get it over with just to say we got it over with. My question is, don't fall into this trap, okay? It's easy to, so damn easy to, right? We might be more career focused. We might be more, you know, worried about the kids and the activities running all over the place. But can you be more sexually active and make it a priority? Maybe even if you have, you know, 10 minutes, take that 10 minutes to connect. You know, allow yourself to enjoy sex again and continue that throughout the lifespan. I'm huge on that. I know people in their 80s still have sex, right? And people are maybe re-listening to this now, watching me. They're saying, oh, 80s, I don't want to think about that. How gross. But when you're 80, you're 80 years old and you still want to have sex, great, own it, right? <laughs> I'm all about enjoying sex throughout your life, throughout the lifespan. So you need to be able to look at these elements about what is happening and what is getting in the way to those um you know, making sex a priority, right? Or are you with the societal stigma, right? Oh, you should be okay with sex not being important as you age. That is a myth. And I don't want people to get sucked into that. Not at all. Okay. And people, oh, realistically, sex shouldn't be important. My question is, who says that? Who defined that? And who made that as a rule or that it shouldn't be important in a relationship. And like I said, the difference between a friendship and a romantic relationship, right, is sex. It's the physical intimacy levels. And that doesn't mean, you know, and that cuts across on all levels, not just sex, but, you know, the physical aspects about kissing, about caressing, about touching each other. Those things are all important. I think they become even more important than they should as we age, and let's face it, I think they should be important teenagers, young adults, throughout, you know, any age, the caressing, the touching should be important, the holding hands, maybe a little, you know, a little pat on the booty, right, little booty grab, <laughs> those type of elements should never go away, and as we age, 
we tend to get in our mindset that sex should not be important and we need to be okay with that. Oh, we're older. We're 50 years old now. Sex shouldn't be important to us. I'm like, what? Why not? Now, if it's not important to you, I'm not going to say it should be. You get me? But this is where I tell people, if you're at total two opposites of the spectrum, and this is where I see a lot of couples, you know, 35 and over, they tend to have a great divide, if you will. They realize that maybe they want different things than they did when they were 20 years old when they first met. And this can create a lot, a huge issue where one person needs to be okay with the other one fully changing, and it happens, right? That aspect or the adage about, oh, we just grew apart. And again, it's not a right or wrong, that type of situation. It's looking at what do we do with those elements to make sure that we're growing and evolving together. And sex is definitely one of those that, you know what, can maintain and create a great relationship and make you even feel more connected. How many people do you think, if you're even under 35 now, when you think when you're 50, 60 years old and Let's face it, when I was in my mid-20s, did I think about that? Hell no, right? Most people don't. But um, when you hit 35, you're starting to look at maybe, man, I'm almost 40, I'm almost 50, I'm whatever, right? And you look at why should sex be less important at 50 as it was when you were in your early 20s? Or how many people, you know, you're just having sex when you're, you know, your horniness increases when you want to have a baby, right? A lot of men, right? Oh man, when we're man, younger, we're getting it on, oh my God, three times a day like rabbits. And then if we sort of hit a plateau, then we talk about having kids and all of a sudden she's horny again. All of a sudden, and I'm like, why does that increase the sexual appetite when you just want kids? And then it decreases. And that makes that one person feel, right? use you only want me to have a kid you don't really love me desire me it's all about the focus to have a kid and then that resentment creates when the kids are there that the sex goes down the toilet and a lot of people men and women right oh you should be okay when sex decreases we're at this age now we're parents sex shouldn't be so important and i challenge that myth i'm saying that's bullshit and i think sex can be important throughout the lifespan and what do you do to create that even if there's erectile challenges whatever you can still make love right you have fingers you have oral sex right there's toys out there you can still make love without having an erect penis and i know it's very embarrassing for a lot of men i'm not a man you're like i'm not a man type of situation if i can't get an erect penis you still can make love and you're still a man Absolutely, right? You can still get close. You can still satisfy your partner in different ways, maybe. Maybe you just increase different ways than you did before, okay? Then penetrative sex, okay? So look at these elements in what does sexual maturity look like for you? You know, what does the mind, body, heart, and soul of sex? We know the physical pleasure, right? But you don't have to have penetrative sex just to have physical sexual pleasure. My thing is I always promote sex positive attributes, right? Um, Huge on sex positivity, and that increases and goes throughout the lifespan. 
that people can be more mature about sex, that now you're 35 and over or even younger, I promote this at any age, that you can talk more openly about sex, about maybe the challenges, about your needs, about what you want, what you desire, maybe what you want to try anymore. And it's ironic where you didn't care when you were maybe in your late teens, early, you know, 20s adulthood you're uh, having sex everywhere and now when we get older why does that change right oh my god we can't let people know we're having sex or you know we're mature now we're adults we're parents why does that have to kill your adventurous side when it comes to sex right <laughs> why does it and i want to challenge you to allow that to not take place all right allow yourself to still as you mature sexually and you have everything going on the kids the bills work trying to balance everything in life right that i want to challenge you to make sex a priority again even if you're over 35 get rid of the bs stigmas that over oh, parents now um, we're kids, we're, you know, we have kids, we're adults, we're mature, we're not supposed to have sex that's important anymore. That's BS, right? I still believe sex is an important, intricate part of a romantic relationship, okay? And those people that tell you it should not be and you need to be okay with it, you need to challenge them. Are they afraid to even go after it? Are they afraid to even challenge themselves or are they just BSing themselves? Maybe their sexual desire is down because the emotional connection in their relationship is not. And as I mentioned at the beginning with men and women, look at the medical, the biological, hormonal aspects that, that go with sexual desire decreases and what's going on with those and get those checked out. You have a lot of people at any age, right? But primarily, you know, 35 and above, oh, you know what, sex shouldn't be, is that all you think about is sex or whatever? Or is it an attitude that, you know, one that has a low sexual desire for whatever reason, right? It could be all of the above. I mentioned that they try to bash the other one that still has a high, highly active sexual desire um, and arousal in their life and they're trying to bash that one for having a higher sexual arousal or the one that has a higher sexual arousal or appetite is trying to bash the other one for not having a higher sexual desire. I remember when we were younger. I remember when we were this. Oh my God, we were like this. We do change physically. We change. Biologically, we change. Mentally, mature aspects, we change. We have kids, stress levels. But I want to make sure you talk and be open about talking with sex. You know, at 35 and over, I'm hoping it's a lot easier for you to talk about sex and desire and where you want to be and what's it take to be able to work towards those elements, okay? <clears throat> so check out my website, okay? Theartofrelationships.org. And a huge, you know, thank you. If you're looking for, you know, if there, you are unfortunately going through a relationship breakup, or, you know, going through a divorce or thinking about it, you know what? Um, go to dfwnplc.com, um, you know, check them out. Great people over there. They're actually honest and uh, genuine and want to help people. And also, for a lot of laughs, as always, check out ihatepeople.club. Uh, check them out, and peace and love to everybody out there. Take care.